Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Rev. Steve Kramer, as he delivers his final message for Christian Crusaders, Good News for a Troubled World. It's Christmas. Let us worship and praise God for the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Let's pray together. Almighty and gracious God, we thank and praise you for the Word made flesh who dwelt among us full of grace and truth. And we thank you for the joy and peace and hope that is ours in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. i 
Today's reading is from Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Now in that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Thank you.
If you have been experiencing stress because of the state of the world with its violence and wars and political strife and extreme weather conditions, uh, you're not alone. A 2022 Reuters Institute for the School of Journalism report on consumers in the United States said that while the majority of people surveyed consume news regularly, 38% say they avoid the news. Around 36% say that the news lowers their mood. It's become all too easy to go to bed at night feeling a little bit worried and disgusted and afraid after watching the late night news. We wonder what kind of a world will our children and grandchildren have to face in the future. Just get tired of bad news. But on this day, on this day, I have the joy and privilege of bringing you good news in the midst of all this other stuff. Good news that's light in the darkness. News that can change a person's life and replace hopelessness with hopefulness and confidence. This good news first came into a world much like ours today, a time of history full of violence and oppression and sickness and injustice and darkness and evil, a world filled with hopelessness. We see its arrival in the story we looked at a few moments ago, in the birth of Jesus. The angel told the shepherds in the fields that there was now good news of great joy for all the people to be discovered. So what's this good news of great joy? To you is born this day, in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Let's take that apart a little bit now. To you is born a Savior. This one who has been born saves us, not from political oppression or from our enemies or from economic hardships or other temporal problems. He came to rescue us from sin and death and the devil to bring us home to God. This Savior is also the Messiah, the Christ, the one Israel had been waiting for, the anointed king God had promised Israel from the line of King David. He's the fulfillment of all those uh, promises that God made. It's like the carol says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. As that Christmas carol says, God has not forgotten his people or walked away from his redemptive plans. Messiah is here. And finally, the good news of great joy is not just that we have a Savior and the Messiah, but the Lord has come. God in the flesh has stepped into this world. The Lord, that's a name for God. This rebellious and broken world has not been abandoned by God, but God has chosen to come after this world. Chuck Swindoll describes Jesus' identity with these words. Emmanuel, God with us. He who resided in heaven, co-equal and co-eternal with the Father and the Spirit, willingly descended into our world. He breathed our air, felt our pain, knew our sorrows, and died for our sins. He didn't come to frighten us, but to show us the way to warmth and security. Jesus himself said in John, I and the Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is 
True God and True Man. Tim Keller, a wonderful pastor and writer, says this about the incarnation of Jesus. If Jesus is actually God come in the flesh, you're going to know much more about God. If Jesus is who he says he is, we have a 500-page autobiography from God, in a sense, in the Gospels, and our understanding will be vastly more personal and specific than any philosophy or religion could give us. Because of Christ, look at what God has done to get you to know him personally. Good news, a Savior, the Messiah, God in the flesh. Now, notice that the angel pointed out that this good news of great joy is for all the people. It's all-inclusive, and it's a good thing it is, because Scripture tells us all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All people were created to have a relationship with this perfect and holy God, but are separated from him by their sinfulness. And it cannot enter their way back into fellowship with him. We will always fall short. And the wages of our sin is death. All of us were enemies of God, rebels against him. All of us were lost. God must deeply love all of us, though, because as rebellious and disobedient as we are, he made the decision to send his son into this world as a baby that first Christmas, to eventually save all of us from sin and its consequences by having him pay the penalty for our sinfulness at a cross in order to restore us back into a, an eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father. This gift of his Son is all about forgiveness and eternal life. It's about God's deep and amazing love and favor towards all of us. It's about grace. So when Jesus became an adult, we read in the Gospels that he went to all kinds of people, didn't he? And received and valued all types. The non-religious like the shepherds, the religious types like the scribes and Pharisees, suffering people types, the sick, the poor, and the outcasts, the untouchables, the captives, the demon-possessed, the downtrodden, and the grieving— also, the well-to-do, like the rich young ruler types, and even outsiders like Samaritans and Roman soldiers and Greeks and other people of other nations who worshipped other gods. He also welcomed little children and blessed them. And let's not forget the crooked types like Zacchaeus and the blue-collar types like Peter and Andrew and James and John and the white-collar types like Matthew, the tax collector. Jesus came for all the people, didn't he? After his resurrection from the dead, other witnesses like Paul and Peter and the writer of Hebrews talked of this good news of how Jesus came for all the people. For instance, Paul wrote, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. There is one God, there is one mediator between God and humanity, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. The Apostle Peter wrote, The Lord who is patient is waiting for all all to come to repentance. And the writer of Hebrew declares, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. This Jesus, whose birth we celebrate today, came for all kinds of people, every type of person, no matter what their background, no matter what they have done or haven't done with their lives, no matter what path they've taken so far, he's come for them. Joy to the world!
we sing, amen. <laughs> that all, you see, also includes you and me. Unto you, the angel said, is born a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. If this precious package in the manger had a sticker on it, it would read, To you, Bill, Julie, Jake, Martha, Sam, Wesley, Lena, Henry, Johnny, from God, to you, from God. Though he came for all, he is to be received personally by each one of us. This wonderful gift calls for a response on our part. John, the gospel writer, says about this gift of Jesus, that he came to his own, but his own received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in him, he gave the right to become children of God. He came to be received through faith, through believing in him. For it is in receiving him and believing in him and what he's done for us that we become God's forgiven and rescued sons and daughters now and forever. You can actually enjoy a personal relationship with God through Christ now. You see, he's risen. To experience, you can experience his withness, his faithfulness, his all-sufficient grace and love that strengthens us. You become aware that he's not only with you, but he's also for you. That there is nothing in all creation that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. It's a wonderful thing to have this experience of Christ in one's life. Christian writer and missionary E. Stanley Jones once wrote, When I met Christ, I felt that I had swallowed sunshine. I like that. Or the hymn writer Will Thompson, Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day, without him I would fall. When I am sad, to him I go, no other one can cheer me so. When I am sad, he makes me glad, he's my friend. And not only now, all who receive Jesus are children of God forever. This Jesus, God incarnate, true God, true man, who took our sins upon himself and died as a perfect sacrifice for your sin and mine, was raised on the third day. He's the first fruits of the resurrection. As he told Martha and Mary, he is the resurrection and the life, and whoever believes in him, though she die, yet shall she live. Jesus promised, because I live, you shall live also. Oh, what comfort this sweet sentence gives. I recently conducted a funeral for a dear friend of mine who was killed in a tragic car accident. Uh, of course, we were all tearful and grieving, missing him since the accident. But there was no despair that day at the funeral amongst family and friends. You see, 
Jim was a friend and follower of Jesus. And the risen Jesus takes care of his friends forever. He's promised us that. Sad as we are to not have our friend around, we know that our brother in Christ is in very good hands. He's safe in the arms of Jesus. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we will be joining him someday. For death is not the final word for those who trust in Jesus. Pastor John Yates told this story a number of years ago. He writes, When I was a teenager, the students in our high school were called together and each given a sugar cube with pink syrup on it. It was, it uh, was, seems that it had been a, a, a vaccine that had been developed by Dr. Jonas Salk to keep us from getting polio in a time of polio epidemic all across our country. Now, did we turn up our noses and say, I don't really think I want to avoid polio this way. I'm going to wait until another means is made possible. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? That's the sense in which we have to see what God has done for us in Christ. Yeats writes, suppose I were to offer you a wonderful new home, fully furnished with everything you could ever want. On one condition, you must use the key I'm offering you to get in the front door. In a sense, that's what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. He has provided for all the people. He has offered us the key, Jesus. And if you haven't taken that key yet, friend, I appeal to you today. Take it. He wants you to have it. God's objective you see, it remains the same as that first Bethlehem night. Jesus came with uh, this objective, not nations, not civilizations, not cultures, not the planet itself. All these are passing away. But people, that's his objective. One by one, people are in his eye. And he wants to take up residence within each one of us, to hold and keep us now and forever. We are his Bethlehem. As Philip Brooks says in his hymn, How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. That's the good news for you to trust in and, and then rejoice in today and for eternity. God has done a great thing for you and me. And if you've received him already into your life and discovered what a difference Jesus makes in life, then I invite you to join me in, in joining those angels in the heavenly praise of that first Christmas. All together now, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he favors. One more time. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Amen.
As you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, ChristianCrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. But I grabbed that thing and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head and I I heard it just like you and me are talking. Don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. <laughs> I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And mm. I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. Like, <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, ChristianCrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded, and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.